Hi, I'm Arlen Walker and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland. And today I am gonna talk a little bit about designing a skill system. Um, I've been talking about this uh, bone crunch system, this system that I'm working on, that's sort of a hack of Blade of the Iron Throne with a number of other different RPG elements thrown in. And one of the things that I wanted to do, Blade of the Iron Throne has a very loose skill system. It's got uh, way too many skills, in my opinion, and it just doesn't really um, work very well. Partly because when you have so many skills, obviously, and you don't have enough skill points, it's hard to have the kind of broadly capable sword sorcery character that I might expect from this type of game. So anyway, um, one of the things that I did was I worked on developing a skill list, a, a list of all of the skills that are available to characters in bone crunch and i wanted to talk about that concept and some of the decisions that went into that because i think they're interesting and i think there's some interesting stuff that went in to that um thought process so i thought i would i would discuss it so one of the things that i did with the skill system in bone crunch that i i think is actually really good is one of the thought elements is when do you want a skill that um, covers a very broad area of expertise and when do you want a much more narrow area of expertise, right? It seems like that's one of the things with designing a good skill system. So I basically went in and I took the skill system from... Um, 5th edition D&D, specifically from the Beowulf hack, and decided that that would make a good basis for the sort of starting point for my skill system. And then I added a number of skills that I thought would be good for um, from Blade of the Iron Throne back into the, the system. So, for instance, the, the skill list is as follows. Acrobatics, Animal Handling, Arcana, Athletics, Awareness, Command, Customs, Deception, Decipher, Detect Sorcery, Endurance, Healing, History, Insight, Intimidation, Investigation, Legends, Navigation, Occultism, Performance, Persuade, Stealth, Survival, Thievery. And I think this is actually a pretty good list of skills um, because it gets covers a lot of ground, covers a lot of the sort of stuff that I would expect the character to be able to do in a sword and sorcery game without having the sort of more nebulous uh, Barbarians of Lemuria style skill system with careers. One of the things that I did was, for instance, I combined a number of skills. Uh, D&D 5th edition, one of the sort of design philosophy elements is the combination of a number of different skills into kind of single skills. So for instance, um, athletics as a skill covers like your old climb and jump and swim and all of that sort of stuff. Um, which I think is actually a, a really good decision. And I'm going to talk about why. 
Um, so there, there are a couple of reasons why. The first one is what I call the um, skill point attrition of divided up skills. And skill point attrition is a concept that basically refers to the way that if you have, for instance, six different skills that a character needs and they get six skill points, they're going to spend those skill points on those skills. Makes sense conceptually. But here's the thing. If your character, if that only covers if those six skills sort of cover only a narrow range of actions, they're only going to have that narrow range of actions that they're that the character is skilled in, rather than having a more broad thing. So what I mean is that, for instance, if you have a climbing skill and a swim skill and a uh, jump or leap skill, and you have a character that you want to be able to do all three of those things, you need to spend three skill points on those things. Whereas having one athletic skill that covers all those things only costs one skill point. And so if the character gets the same number of skill points in these two different systems or a similar number of skill points in these two different systems, the system where athletics is the skill that covers all of that stuff allows the character a much more broad um, level of skill because they'll be able to put their skill points into athletics and then other things, right? Because they're not using all their skill points to get all of the athletics skills. This is one thing I think that, for instance, Pathfinder does well in the um, transition from D&D 3rd Edition to 3.5 to Pathfinder. That Pathfinder um, combines a number of skills into a, a smaller, more condensed skill list. And that, that means that you get characters that are more broadly skilled. Which, you know, that's, that's basically... I'm of the opinion that generally that's a good thing. Um, not always, but it, I suppose the better way to put it is that it aligns with a lot of the games that I want to run. Broadly skilled characters tend to be closer to what I want to run in um, the sort of games that I like. So anyway, so that's the thing with athletics. The other thing with athletics is that I feel like a lot of those athletic skills are very reactive right? You're, you know, running through the forest and you come to a cliffside and you need to climb up or down um, or you need to go around. So that's very much a, look, there's a new obstacle. And if you don't have the skill related to that obstacle, you're kind of screwed. And so I feel like having an athletic skill that covers all of those different things means that a character can more easily kind of cover the bases, that they can get all of the skills they need for reactive things and then have some skill points available to get for more proactive things. So for instance, one of the other things, if you paid attention to the skill list, you'll notice there are a number of skills that are used in... Um, communication or talky talky scenes. So we have like command and deception and um, insight and intimidation and persuade and even performance to some degree. All of those could be used in talky talky scenes. 
the thing about those is that I feel like it's actually an interesting decision which skill you use in a talkie-talkie scene in that sort of thing. That because in a scene, you know, not every talkie-talkie scene is completely open, but often they have a much greater, a much less reactive component that the character or the player rather playing the character can decide how they want to approach the particular scene. And so having these broad, having these skills that are still pretty broad, but that they have a number of different ways that reflect the different approaches says something about the character, right? A character who has five points in intimidation and one point in persuade is very different than a character that has one point in intimidation and five points in persuade in the way that they interact with the world in general, or at least we would expect them to be different. We would expect that they interact with the world differently because we expect that they're using their um, particular abilities well. So I thought that was a, an interesting thing. And then I have a couple of other skills that do stuff a little differently. So for instance, I renamed perception to be awareness to make it really clear that um, you roll awareness to have like the prickle on the back of your neck when an ambush is about to happen or to, you know, spot something out of the corner of your eye. You have investigation for when you're searching for something or you're looking for something or you're trying to find something, right? That I think is another interesting difference, right? A character with high awareness and low investigation is different than a character with low investigation, with low uh, awareness and high investigation. Basically, that there's a, an interesting decision made there to not have everything be tied to the same skill there. And then there's a couple of other interesting ones. So there's the decipher skill, which I thought was an interesting and detect sorcery. Um, in this system, one of the things that um, is a sort of classic element of um, sword and sorcery is the idea of being able to detect sorcery, right? And so I felt like, well, that's a that's a really good, like a special skill, a skill that we could hypothetically, right? You could roll it into awareness. You could roll it into investigation. You probably roll it into awareness rather than investigation. You could roll it into arcana as an element of arcana. But I feel like that doesn't really capture the particular feel of these sword and sorcery stories that, for instance, Conan... Conan as a character, I think, does not have any or very many points in Arcana, right? He doesn't really know about sorcery in a way that is um, that kind of book learning understanding of sorcery. But he does probably have a really high detect sorcery score because he always seems to know when, you know, there's foul sorcery afoot and all that sort of stuff. So that's why detect sorcery is a separate skill in the system because I wanted it to have this um, separate element, right? The, 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 the text sorcery in the same way, command. Command instead of just persuade, I think is another good one because command has a different 
component to it, right? Command is not just trying to like persuade your buddies to do the right thing or to, to do what you want or all that sort of stuff. Command is you're in charge of a situation and you, um, you know, are issuing orders. And I think that's also a really interesting situation um, that it, the the base 5e skill list doesn't really cover very well. And so I thought, okay, well, let's add a skill because it's very easy to just add more skills to this system. You don't want to add too many skills because then the characters won't have enough skill points to be you know broadly skilled the way I want them to be. But adding a couple skill points here and a couple skills here and there is not really a problem. So command as a separate skill, I think, is a really good way to reflect the idea of, you know, Conan becoming king, right? Early on in his career, Conan doesn't have any points in command. But by the time he's king, he's got some points in command, even if he hasn't raised his, like, persuade or intimidate nearly as much. His command skill has gone up. Um and then I have some other some other ones. I, I kind of like the idea of the customs skill, although I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or not. Um, customs, I basically imagine as your ability to communicate in situations or know the customs of a, um, a realm or a people or something like that that you wouldn't otherwise have any access to. And what I mean by that is like, like let's say you try to intimidate someone and you don't speak their language. Having a high customs allows you to intimidate with, you know, the sort of trade talk versus a low customs. You're dependent on intimidation just based on your character's um, kind of natural steely glare, for lack of a better term, right? You can sort of glare at them and they might be um, intimidated, but they won't necessarily, you couldn't necessarily talk to them. And so customs, the idea is that um, this for me is sort of a cap skill that, you know, if you have four points in customs, when you try to persuade someone, if you've got six points of persuade, but four points in customs, you might only be able to use the four points of customs instead of the six points of persuade to get what you want if you're in a situation where you need to communicate that way. Um, and I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. I've seen that in some other games. I'm not sure entirely about that one. Um, we'll see how it works in play. And if we need to change it, we might. Um, but there's some other, I like, uh, some of the, the knowledge skills. So we have like Arcana as a knowledge skill, essentially history as a knowledge skill, legends as a knowledge skill, but they all sort of cover different things, right? Arcana is about magic. Occultism is another knowledge skill. But occultism might also be used for like rituals, right? If you're doing a, if you're trying to perform like an occult ritual or something like that, it would be based on your occultism score. Um, 
but then you have history and legends. And I feel like that's kind of an interesting distinction that um, is fun to make in skills. So you could have a character, you know, a character with a lot of book learning might have a high history skill, but a low legend skill or a high both of them. Whereas a character like Conan probably has a pretty high legend skill, but not a very good history skill, right? He just doesn't know the sort of historical details because he's brought up in a culture that emphasizes, um, legend and all of that sort of stuff. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, and then we get some other stuff. So like thievery, the thievery skill I felt like was a similar thing to athletics that I felt like, you know, if a character wants to be good at picking locks and picking pockets, um, I feel like that's fine for that to be one skill. I'm not worried about dividing that skill down to charge more for that um, concept. But then it is distinguished from like the stealth skill. So like the stealth skill is moving quietly or moving stealthily, whereas thievery is the actual act of, of stealing. So anyway, I thought it was kind of an interesting thing, this uh, skill discussion. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's been good. It's, it's been fun to think about. Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty good, um, yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, system overall. Uh, I think so far just from tinkering with it, it's worked pretty well. Um, I'm thinking about the skill list a little more. Um, trying to find if there's places I could cut, but I think overall it's a pretty good, um, a pretty good skill list in my opinion. There's a lot of, there's a good amount of variety and a good amount of flavor that comes out of this list, um, while also having not, um, cause there are even more skills. This is, is, uh, 24 skills and there are even more in the base Blade of the Iron Throne game. And one of the things that they didn't do a very good job of in Blade of the Iron Throne, I think, is that there are a lot of skills that have a lot of overlap skills that just, there's some stuff like, you know, the difference between lock picking and picking pockets. And it's like, okay, well that's fine. But then there's some stuff that I feel like doesn't need to be separated. Um, so for instance, like animal handling versus ride versus charioteering, I'm fine with all of that being animal handling and maybe uh, like an athletics or an endurance test if you want to ride extra hard um, to, to, you know, outrace somebody or something like that. But anyway, um, and then there's some other stuff where there's just sort of odd, like skills that don't seem to be as distinguished as they should be. And there's a part of me that thinks that that's okay in a sort of, uh, kind of in a burning wheel sort of way where you have a lot of skills and it's more about like, how are you approaching the problem than necessarily having the specific skill from a short list. But 
I think for something like this, it works better to have skills that are fairly heavily distinguished, right? The Arcana skill doesn't really have anything that is equivalent to it. The closest is probably something like occultism, and there's a, I think there's a, a strong enough difference between those two, right? Occultism is for more cultic religious stuff, and Arcana is more for magical stuff. And obviously in a sword and sorcery world, there's some relationship between the two. Um, a lot of characters with high arcana are going to have high occultism, but um, I feel like it's okay for that to be fairly close. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's sort of some of my thoughts on the skills for Bone Crunch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 thinking more about it. As I go on, there's some ideas that I've got um, for basically what um, what sort of things work and what don't in a game like this. Um, I've been thinking a little bit about how to do, excuse me, armor and equipment because there's not really a good system in Blade of the Iron Throne for armor and equipment or even money it's basically like it basically does the barbarians of Lumeria thing where they just sort of say you know whatever it seems like the character should have you should you know give them and that's fine um that's not awful but it is a little bit um makes it a little harder for a game where we might want to be tracking that sort of stuff. And I don't know how much we're going to want to track that sort of stuff, but I've got some ideas. I, I'm thinking that it might be good. What I'm thinking right now is to use um, dice to track, use the usage die system to track things like food and water on the adventure, um, and then have you know, have the players roll that, you know, every day or every couple of days or whatever the, the, the period is supposed to be, and then do something similar to one of the things that I talked about. I called in to uh, Colin Spike Pit's show a while ago and had this idea that basically instead of having a specific amount of money, you have a condition and the conditions are basically you have flush with cash or dead broke. And so while characters are flush with cash, they can basically buy whatever they feel like. They, they have money in the pocket and they're spending it. They're buying everybody drinks in the tavern. They're making friends. They're doing all that sort of stuff. But what you do is you roll and maybe that's a place for the usage die to come in too, is that the usage die could be used for the flush with cash condition. Um, and you roll that or you just set a certain amount of time or whatever it is. And eventually they turns out they ran out of money, right? They just didn't realize how quickly they were spending it. The characters are sword and sorcery heroes. So they're not counting their pennies. They're not doing a good job managing their money and they're dead broke. And then they can't buy stuff. Or if they're going to try to buy stuff, they better, better fast talk their way into good deals. Um, and they better go out adventuring soon because they're running out of cash. So I might, I think that's probably how I will handle um, treasure is just a usage die flush with cash system. Um, 
So, yeah. I think that'll be good. I think that will be good. Um, anyway, so that's sort of where I'm at with Bone Crunch right now, design-wise. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to go to the outro. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you have enjoyed a little bit of my foray into kind of game design and skill systems and all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Helms Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.